Hi there and welcome. Thank you for joining our podcast from Rock Ministries Kabecha. Our prayer is a ministry is that this podcast would touch you in a way that will change your life for the better. If you want to get in touch with us or get to know us a little better, follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Enjoy and be blessed. The topic of my message this morning as I want to speak to you and as I want to greet you this morning, my pastors, the leadership of the church and the church at large this morning. I want to talk to us this morning on this question that the rich young man asked Jesus one day. Boldly came to Jesus and he asked him, Jesus, what can I do to inherit eternal life? But listen to the question that he asked. He says, what do I still lack? What do I still lack? Jesus, what do I still lack? Let's turn in our Bibles to Matthew chapter 19. Matthew chapter 19, we're going to read from verse 16. Matthew chapter 19, verse 16, up until verse 20, 21. What do I still lack? Asked the young man. And whilst you're sitting and turning on your, in, in your Bible to this passage, just say a, say a short prayer for me as well. Hallelujah. So that I don't do my own thing here, up there, but the will of God to prevail. Hallelujah. My short message, as I said, with the topic this morning, what do I still lack? Lord, what do I still lack? Verse 16 says, now a man came up to Jesus and asked, teacher, what good thing must I do? To get eternal life. What good thing must I do to get eternal life? Why do you ask me about what is good? Jesus replied. There's only one who is good. If you want to enter life, obey my commandments. Which one? The young man asked. Jesus replied. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not give false testimony. Honor your father and your mother and love your neighbor as yourself. And the young man answered Jesus, he says, all these I've kept. But what do I still lack? All these I've kept. But what do I still lack? Jesus answered, if you want to be perfect, go. If you want to be perfect, Go, sell your possessions and give to the poor and you will have a treasure in heaven. Go, sell every possession that you have to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. Hallelujah. The word of the Lord this morning. My topic, as I said, what do I still Lack. The second portion that I also want to talk about is in verse 21 where Jesus replied. He says that if you want to be perfect, go. If you want to be perfect, go. And when you come back and you follow me. Father, this is your word. Bless your word. Once again, we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. What a privilege this young rich man had 
to have a conversation, a live conversation, if I can put it that way, a live conversation with Jesus. Boldly coming up to Jesus with this question, Lord, what must I still do to inherit eternal life? Boldly, this young man came to Jesus because he had the desire in his heart to have more. He had the desire in his heart to know more. He had a desire in his heart not to stay where he is or where he was at this point in time. But a desire in his heart, a desire, a desire, a genuine desire in his heart to have more and to know more. Boldly he came to Jesus because of the desire in his heart. My brother, my sister, what is the desire that is currently brewing in your heart as a child of God? I know that we have many desires in our hearts as individuals. I know that we desire money. I know that we desire riches. I know that we desire only the best that the world can give us. But the question to you and me this morning, dear child of God, what do you desire from God? The boldness that this young man had was around the desire to, to have more. We're in the season of more as a ministry. And this young man had a desire in his heart for more. The desire for more. And because of the desire for more in his heart, he finds himself face to face with a conversation with Jesus. When last did we have a face to face conversation with Jesus? When last did we allow him to reveal his mysteries? When last did we allow him to speak personally to us? The desire in this young man's heart to have more, to acquire more, and to know more, find himself or drove himself to the point where he had a face-to-face -face conversation with Jesus. The boldness of him desiring more fulfillment. The Bible says that he, he was rich. Indeed, he was rich. The Bible declares that he had everything that he, that, that he could possibly dream of, that we can possibly dream of. But the desire for more fulfillment, the desire for peace, the desire for more joy in his personal life drove him to this point of having this conversation with Jesus. The boldness that he, did, that he had, the boldness that he had was because of the desire that was in his heart. The Bible invites us this morning as God's children. The Bible invites us this morning in saying that we can come boldly before the throne of God. We can come boldly. That, that, that is the assurance that God gives to us to say that if you have a desire in your heart, be sure of this fact that you can come boldly before the throne of God. Because if you do that, if you come boldly before the throne of God, at the throne of God and in his presence, you will find your fulfillment. In the presence of God, you will find your fulfillment. You will find mercy, the Bible says, if you come boldly before. You will obtain courage. You will obtain mercy. You will obtain fulfillment. You will obtain forgiveness if you come boldly before the throne of God. Just as the young man had the desire in his heart to have this conversation, this personal conversation with God, the desire, as I said, drove him to the boldness to speak. With Jesus, come boldly to my throne, says God. The invitation to us as his children. Hallelujah. 
The desire, dear brothers and sisters of this young man, was not, just, was not just an ordinary life, but the question that they asked Jesus first and foremost is, Lord, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What must I do to inherit eternal life? I'm already, I'm, I'm already flourishing in, in, in the life here on earth. I already have everything that my heart desires on this life and in this life on earth. But Lord, what must I do to, to inherit eternal life? A genuine question from a genuine heart of this young man. What must I do to inherit eternal life? He desired more of life, not just an ordinary life. I think pastor spoke about it last week. Not just an ordinary life, but he desired more from life. Because the promise from Jesus, I have come to give you life and not just life, but life eternal Life and life in abundance. So this young man hearing Jesus and hearing the message from Jesus says, Lord, I desire more of life itself. I'm not desiring more wealth. I'm not desiring more riches, more material things. But I desire eternal life. I desire more life. I desire, I desire more life. I want to experience the more life that you promise in your word. He goes on to say to Jesus, my relationship, my relationship with people around me is, 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 is on point. My relationship, I am adhering to your commandments. Forgetting at that point in time when Jesus pointed out to him the, the commandments, Jesus pointed out only the six concerning relationships around him. And he said to Jesus, no, but I'm, 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 I'm adhering to your commandments. I'm adhering to what you, what you ask me to do now. I am, adhered, I am adhering. The Bible says that Jesus asked ask him and, and said to him, um, do not murder. That's, that's one of the commandments. Do not murder. Do not com commit adultery. Do not, do not steal. Do not give false testimony. Honor your mother and your father and love your neighbor as yourself. And boldly this young man says, Lord, but no, I'm doing all of that all my life. I'm adhering to your commandments all my life. So the relationship that he had with the people around him, as I say, was on point. Jesus could not fault him on that. But still the desire, the desire to know more, the desire to know more. And he come to this question that he asked Jesus. He says, what do I still lack? What do I still lack? I think that's a personal question that we need to ask ourselves this morning. Dear brothers and sisters, dear church, what do I still lack, Jesus? I desire the more. Yes, the year has been proclaimed as a year of more. And yes, I desire the more. But what do I still lack? What do I still lack to get the more that I desire? What do I still lack? I'm, I'm adhering to your commandments. Yes, I'm living, I'm living the life with my neighbors. I'm living the life, yes, with my family. I'm honoring my father and my mother. But what more, what more, what more do I lack? What more do I lack this morning? And I think the question is to each and every one of us. What more or what do I still lack? This is the kind of question, dear brothers and sisters, that you and me need to ask in our quest or in our going for the more. This is the kind of question 
that will shake us to the core of our being and that will actually test the core of our being and test our relationship with God this morning just as he tested the, the relationship and even the heart of the young man. The question in our quest for more, what do I still, what do I still lack? How far short do I fall of your glory? What more must I do to experience your glory? What more must I, must, must I do to experience your fullness and the fullness of joy? What more must I do to experience peace that surpasses all understanding? What more must I do? What do I lack to experience eternal life? What do I lack? What still do I lack? I do good. Just as the young man alluded to Jesus. I do good, but I don't see any progress in my life anymore. Things does not want to come together. My kids are out of control. My marriage is on the rock. I'm serving, I'm obeying, I'm doing, yet there is still a hunger and a thirst in my personal life. Still, there continue to be a lack and a void in my life. Although I'm so busy with the work of God, there's still a void and a hunger in my life. This is a search of a sincere heart, dear brothers and sisters. What still do I lack? A search with a sincere heart. I have done and I'm still doing what I know best. To enter into the kingdom of God. Sincere question, Lord. What do I lack? It's a ministry. Lord, what do we lack? How do I come to this question? What drives one to ask a question like this young man has asked? Let me give you a couple that reside in my heart to drive someone to ask a pertinent question like this. What do I still lack? The first thing that came to my mind is the hunger for more. What do I still lack? The second one is a sincere heart and a sincere mind drives me to this question. The third one that I want to highlight is the one that says the hunger for more, the sincere heart, the honest, the honesty of my soul, the honesty of my soul. When I have done what I humanly possibly can, by keeping my relationships as this young man clean and intact with my fellow men. When I have done what I possibly can, humanly possibly can, that drives me to this question. When I am desperate for more and for better, Lord, what do I still lack? When I, long, when I no longer want to settle, wants to settle for a mediocre life, Lord, what do I still lack? 
The question that also comes to mind this morning is, if this is the place that I'm asking God, for what do I still lack? I also need to ask this question. Why do I ask this specific question? Why do I ask this specific question? Yes, first of all, for the quest of the more. But listen to what Jesus said to him. Jesus said to him in verse 21, if you want to be perfect, if you want to be perfect, remember the standard and the quality of God is perfection because we serve a perfect God. In order for us to, to be part of him, we need to strive for perfection. And God helps this young man in saying, if you want to be perfect, if you want to be perfect, go. I think that is, that is the crutch of the message this morning to say, in my quest for searching for what I still lack, God is sending us to go. God is sending us to go. Go where? God is sending us to go and to look for stuff in our lives that prevent him from depositing the more in our lives. What the young man has done all his life was to obey the, the, the commandments from Jesus around the relationships with people around him. But the most important stuff or the most important commandment that he left out was to obey the Lord, his God, with all his heart, all his mind, and with all, all, all his being. The greatest commandment, love the Lord with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your being. And God said to him, unless you go and lay down your life for me, unless you go and lay down all your riches for me, unless you go and, and, and get rid of what is, is, is sort of standing in front of me and you, avoiding me and you to have a relationship, unless you get rid of that, you cannot, you cannot inherit eternal life. You cannot be part of the eternal life, the life and life in abundance that I have in store for you. You cannot unless you go and get rid of the stuff that prevents you from following me. Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfect, you need to go. If you want to be perfect, you need to go. And once you've gone and, and, and got rid of the stuff that, 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 that you worship, the stuff that you're depending on, the stuff that you, that, that you deemed yourself to be more important than me, unless you go and get rid of this stuff, you will never, you will never, you will never inherit eternal life. You will never be in a position to, to acquire the more that I have in store for you. You will never come to the point where you will be satisfied in yourself and in me. You will never, unless you go, unless you go, what do I still lack? Ask this young man, what do I still lack? What do you still lack? Why do, what do I 
Stalag. It is a personal question this morning, dear brothers and sisters. A personal question that you and me need to answer for ourselves. A personal question that you and me need to, need to converse with God. A personal question where you and me need to be eyeball with, and eyeball with God. A personal question that you and you alone have to answer with God. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus says, go. If you want to be perfect, Go, get rid, get rid because your relationships won't give you eternal life. Your, 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 your riches won't give you eternal life. Your possessions, your status in, in life won't give you eternal life. But Jesus said, if you want to be perfect, go and get rid so that I can be Lord. I can be Lord over your life. Revelations chapter 3. Verse 17, the question still remains, why do I need to ask this question? Revelations chapter 3, church, this verse talks to us. 3 verse 17, it says, you say, I am rich just as the young man. I am rich, I have acquired wealth and I do not need anything. But listen to the charge from God. But you do not know or realize that you are wretched. You do not know and realize that you are pitiful. You do not know and realize that you are poor and blind and naked without hope and in great need, says God. Without hope and in great need. A reason that we need to ask this question. The second one that I want to highlight is because the devil is walking around prowling like a, a, a hungry lion. Yes, to wants to devour us. So we need to ask the question, Lord, what do I still, what do I still lack? Revelation chapter 2 verse 4 says, I have it against you, dear church, that you have forsaken your first love. You don't love me the way that you are supposed to love me. The question, what do I still what do I still lack? Perhaps as a church we have come to the point just like Peter who denied Christ under pressure. And we need to ask ourselves the question this morning. What do I still, what do I still lack? We have forgotten the very fact that salvation is yes a definite but yet a progressive work of God's grace in our lives. Starting from the day that we accepted him as Christ and Lord of our lives up until the day that he comes again to take and to come and fetch his bride. Salvation is a daily, a daily taking up of our cross and following Jesus. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps I need to ask my question, the question, what do I still lack this morning? What do I still lack? This morning, it is hard, bold, and sincere, and an honest question that we need to face this morning, that I need to face this morning and ask myself. If you want to be perfect, God says, go and get rid of everything that you deem more important and that you deem more sovereign than myself, God says. Go. If you want more, if you want to reach my standard, which is perfection, God says, do the following. Put God 
in the center of it all. Let's turn in our Bibles in closing to Zephaniah chapter 3 verse, verse 9 to 13. If the media desk can help us with the message version. Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 9 to 13. The question still remains. What do I lack still? As a church, as a ministry, what do we lack still? Here's the answer. I believe. The message version puts it like this. He says, God is in charge. God at the center of it all. Not my relationship with my fellow brother and my sister. Not my relationship with my neighbors. Not my relationship with anyone else. But God, relationship with God. God in the center. God in charge. God in the center. It says, verse 9, in the end, I will turn things around, says God. If I'm in the center, if I'm in the center. He says, in the end, I will turn things around for you, my people. I will give them a language undistorted. I will give them a language unpolluted. Words that address God in worship. Not words that address my possessions in worship, but words that address God in worship. Hence, we sang the song earlier on to say, Lord, we heal to you. And Lord, we worship you because at the end of the day, the words to address God in worship if he is in the center. And the verse goes on to say, united as a church, united as his people, united as his children to serve me with their shoulders to the wheel. Meaning that we need to be involved in the work of God. In the end, the Bible says, I will turn things around for you if you put me in the center. I will give you eternal life. I will perfect your life if you put me in the center. I will give you the more that you desire. In the end, I will turn things around for you, says God. I'll give them a language undistorted, my children. A language unpolluted, says God. Words to address God in worship and united to serve me with their shoulders on the wheel. Let's jump to verse 17. The Lord your God is with you. If you put him in the center, he will be with you in your relationships. He will be with you in your quest for, for, for more. He will be with you in your quest to acquire more wealth. He will be with you. The Lord your God is with you because he is mighty to save. He will, not, he will take great delight in you if you put him first. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice and he will rejoice over you with singing. Can you see once again God wanting to do what we cannot do? But the question this morning or the call this morning from him is saying, put me in charge. Put me in the center. Verse 20 says, at that time when you put me first, I will gather you. I will bring you together. 
At that time, says God, I will bring you home, eternal life, where you belong. I will give you honor and I will give you praise among all the people of the earth. God turning things around. I will give you honor and I will give you praise. I will among all the people of the earth when I restore your fortune, when I give you your more before your very own eyes, says God. The question this morning, what do we lack? What do you lack in your pursuit for more? What do you lack in your pursuit for eternal life? God is saying to us this morning afresh, church, put me in charge. Put me first. Put me in the center because I will bring you honor among all the people of the earth. I will restore your fortune before your very, before your very own eyes. The Lord help us this morning to answer this pertinent question. Lord, in my quest for more, what do I still lack? God is saying to us this morning, put me in charge. Put me in the center. Because that is the key to your more this morning. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's stand up on our feet and just give God the praise this morning. The question remains this morning. Lord, what do I lack? In my quest for more, what do I lack? Let's lift up our hands this morning. In your own way, answer God. In your own way, answer God this morning. In your quest for more, what do you lack? In your personal quest for more, what do you lack? God is standing in front of us this morning. He's in our midst. He's standing in front of us. And he's called to us. He's saying, put me first. Put me first. Seek me with all your heart. Seek me with all your mind. Seek me with all your being. I will turn things around for you. Your life is in turmoil this morning. Things in your life is upside down. But God is standing in front of us this morning and saying, put me in charge. You've toiled for so long. You have sleepless nights for so long. You don't know if you have to go left or right. But God is saying, your answer is right in front of your face, right in front of you this morning. Put me first. Trust me enough so that I can put your stuff in order and in place. Church, your worship will be so much better if we put God in the center of our worship. Our lives and our families will be so much better if we put God first and in the center of it all. What do you lack still this morning? What is holding you back to experience the fullness of God and eternal life? God is calling you this morning and saying, come to me. All those are heavy laden and burdened because I want to, I want to give you rest. I want to give you rest. I 
want to give you raise father we thank you this morning we thank you for the charge this morning in the quest for more that we can put you in the center of it all we thank you that you come to us this morning with this profound answer that we need and that we're searching all our lives through god that you are the answer for our lives this morning you are the answer for our situation this morning. You are the answer for our marriage, for our lives, for our families. You are the answer for the church this morning. You are the answer for this world. For the all that we need to do this morning according to your word is to put you first. Because you want to perfect our lives so that we can experience the more and the abundance that you have in store for us. Here we are as your children. Here we are as your church, oh God. And we say, Father, boldly come to, into your presence and say to you, Lord, we desire you, we desire you above all, we desire you. And we, 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 we put you first. We put you in the center of everything of our lives this morning. And pray, Lord, come and set our lives right this morning. The void in our lives, the lack in our lives, we surrender to you. And we say, Father, have your way and have your will in our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus. The start of it all this morning, dear brothers and sisters, is to say in your heart and decide in your heart that yes, I want to make Jesus the Lord and the Savior of my life. I want to allow Him to be in charge of my life. All that we need to do is just to call upon the name of the Lord. The Bible says that those that call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. My, my question this morning, is there anyone in this auditorium that's, that, that say this morning, I haven't, I haven't made right with God. I haven't come to the place where I've surrendered to Him and allow Him to be Lord and Savior of my life. And I want to do it this morning because I desire the more. I desire the more. I desire eternal life. The life and the life in abundance that He promised. Is that your desire this morning? To make him Lord and Savior of your life. We want to pray with you. So we want to just ask you to lift up your hands. So that we can so that we can pray with you this morning. Anyone that wants to say, I want to accept Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. Don't you want to raise your hand so that we want to pray with you. We thank you. We thank you this morning. We want to ask you to come and walk to the front so that we can lead you. Yes, we can lead you to the, to, to the Lord this morning, my brother. Just step into the front. Let's, let's just... Let's just help him. Let's just help him this morning. Let's just help them. Father, we worship you. Father, we praise you. Lord, we adore you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Those that call upon your name, they shall be saved. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We honor you. We honor you this morning. We honor you this morning. Greatest decision that you've ever made in your life this morning. Life-changing decision that you make in your in, that you make this morning and we thank God we thank God this morning the bible says the bible says that even the angels in heaven rejoices when a soul comes to Christ and we rejoice as a church this morning with the angels because of this decision that you're making with God this morning and as the message and the word came this morning change in our lives can only come when we put God first and we want to lead you into, into, into the following prayer this morning that you need to say after me. We want to lead you in this prayer that says, Lord Jesus, I open my heart, I open my mind, and invite you to be Lord of my life. I, I, I pray, Lord, 
Forgive me all my sins, all my transgressions. I have toiled, Lord. I have tried, Lord. But it all came to nothing. But thank you for the assurance this morning that if we call upon your name, we shall be saved. I thank you this morning that I can invite you into my life to be the Lord and the Savior of my life. Come in right now and reign and rule in my life forever and ever. My life will never, never ever be the same again now that you part of my life. And for that I thank you in Jesus' name. Father, we seal this confession this morning and we thank you, we thank you, we thank you for your saving grace over my brother's lives this morning. Bless them, oh God, as they come to you and as they want to put you first in their lives. Bless them, we pray. And we pray, Father, that you will take them by the hand, that you will lead them every step of the way in the mighty and majestic name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we give you the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen and amen and amen and amen. Did you learn something this morning? To my brothers here, to my brothers here, there's just two gentlemen behind you. They just want to share, um, you know, a share brochure with you and just want to pray with you as well. If you, if you won't mind, if you can just follow them to the prayer room, please. And the Lord richly bless you. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Did you learn something this morning? The charge from God, what do you lack? What do I still lack? The prayer of my heart is that as we go out here this week, may we have that personal conversation with God so that we can acquire the more that God has in store for us. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Pastor, praise, praise the Lord. Before we go this morning, can we put our hands together for the word of God? What a word. Praise the Lord. Just two things, two things before we leave. The first one is that this rich young man that pastor is preaching about, he asked God for more. He asked Jesus for more. And Jesus gave him the price that he needed to pay to get more. But he was unwilling to pay the price. Jesus was ready to give him all the more he wanted, but there was a price he needed to pay. In each and every one of us, in our quest to get more, in our quest to realize the best of God in our lives, there will always be that one thing or those few things that Jesus will tell you that if you do this, if you do this, your prescription will not be the same as my prescription. But I want this morning to let you be reminded that unless you honor the prescription that God gives you, you will not ascend to your more. Jesus was ready to give him more. But he said, sell everything. In other words, put me first above your riches. But he was unwilling to do that. So whatever he tells you to do even this morning, do it. If he says walk away from something, walk away from it. If he says you need to fast and pray for every month for the next six months, do that. Whatever it is, if he says give more, if he says bring your tithe, there is a God whisper in each and every one of us that will be a prescription for us to get to our more. The big question is will you be willing 
to pay the price. Amen. My prayer is that all of us, let us be willing to pay the price so that we can get to our more.